An aardvark is not an elephant. We'll talk about that today on Bible Time. It's time for Bible Time on Uplifting and Empowering Fulcrum Radio. Now here's Phil with our latest Bible Time. Hello again, everyone. Thank you for joining me for Bible Time. I want to go way back to the beginning again. I know we go there a lot. I want to go back to the book of Genesis. You see, in the book of Genesis, on the third day, God created seed-bearing plants of their kind. And then, on the fourth day, he created the sun, moon, and stars and put them into the sky. The sun to govern the day, the moon to govern the night. And then, this is really interesting, on the fifth day, he created the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, and the animals that crawl on the ground and walk on the ground. He created all of life, essentially. Not human life, that was the sixth day, but on the fifth day, he created all life. And that's what I want to talk about today on Bible Time, because I'm finding that it's something that we we all deal with. We Oftentimes, we compare ourselves to other people. Oh, well, I'll never be like so-and-so because they're rich, or uh, thank goodness I'm not like so-and-so because they just don't seem to have their life together. Or we might say things like, well, I can never be the CEO of a company. Okay, not everybody can be the CEO of a company. Or people might say, well, I could never do that job. Okay, you're not asked to do that job. What I'm getting at is God has created us all differently. Let's look at this. An aardvark, an anteater, can you imagine that your daily diet is eating ants? I mean, that just blows my mind. But hey, it's something that God said we needed to control the ant population in the world, I guess. How about an elephant? Oh, can you imagine being that heavy? And your nose so long that when you lift it up in the air, it makes a sound. You know, how they trumpet. Or having ears that just hang down in this thick skin. But how about a rhino walking around? Oh, bump my nose again. Bump my nose again. Bumping that little horn into everything. Okay, how about a fish? You live your entire life underwater. You never get to see the air. You never get to see the land. How about a bird? They sometimes dive into the water to scoop up some fish. But what I'm getting at is God just made us all so different, made all the creatures so different. We have creatures that are like us. In fact, so much like us that at one time, human beings tried to say that we evolved from apes. Okay, we now know that that is complete hogwash and absolutely ridiculous. But at one time, people believed it because we're so closely related to gorillas or monkeys or baboons. But my point is, there are sharks that are related to dolphins in a way, though dolphins are mammals and sharks are not. And, and then you got whales and, and then you got crustaceans like crabs and lobsters that are very much related with the, the, the claws on them. But they're different, so much different. Human beings are different too. That's my whole point here. Human beings are different. Don't try to be like the next person. Don't try to be like the pastor. Don't try to be like your teacher. Don't try to be like a football player. 
God made us all different and called us all into different things. We all have different purposes. A catfish swims on the bottom of a river, eating the trash and garbage and the dead fish that have died. Whereas a regular fish swims through the water, doesn't go down near the bottom, and has a different purpose. Maybe to be food for the bear, who also cleans up the, the earth, and also tramples on some other animals and eats other animals to keep their population down. God put it all together. Every animal has a purpose. I've never heard a bear say, I am going to live the rest of my life underwater. I have never heard a fish say, I'm coming out of the water, these gills are getting turned into wings, and I'm going to fly and soar. But we as human beings, we try to say, well, I'm just not happy with this pathetic life I have. Okay, then ask God what it is that you're not doing right. What, what is it that I can do differently? What is it that I can do, period? What has God designed you to be? In Jeremiah chapter 1, God told Jeremiah, I knew you before you were in the womb. I called you to be a prophet to the nations. We're not all called to be prophets. Jeremiah was. And then David speaks about God knowing him before he was in the womb. God knew that David was going to be a king. We're not all called to be kings. We need to have some aces and some jokers in this world too. Okay, we need twos, threes, fours, fives, six. We need to full deck. So my point is, God loves variety. That's why we have different races. God loves variety. And he wants us to love one another the way he loves all of us. He doesn't want us to look at our differences and separate ourselves by our differences. He wants us to look at each other and say, that's a creation of God. I want to be a creation of God. I want to be a child of God. He wants us to help others to want to be children of God. He doesn't want us to be different than what he has called us to be. It's okay if you can't quote a Bible verse off the top of your head. It's okay if you can't sit down with someone and tell them exactly what God's trying to say to them. It's okay if you can't lay your hands on someone and heal them. It's okay if you can't just start blurting out Baruch Adonai and speaking in tongues because not everybody does. It's okay to be who you are because you're exactly who God wants you to be. I feel like I'm teaching a Bible school class here because that's what Bible schools often do. But it's the truth. I have weaknesses. I have strengths. And where my weaknesses are, my friends that I'm surrounding myself with, they are strong. So when I bring in A's, strengths and C's strengths and come in with B's strengths. We got A, B, C all strong to tackle the problem of D. And then we bring in E and F and tackle bigger problems. It's all part of a team effort that God is creating in this day and age. I'm going to say this right now here on Bible Time. 
the church is changing. The way we used to do church, the way our parents did church. I'm 51 years old, okay? So I'm a Gen Xer. You put me in that category. You want to know who I am? The way I grew up knowing what church was, the way my parents did church, the way my grandparents did church, it's changing. I don't know what that means yet, but God's changing it. And what he's asking all of us to do right now is to realize that he has a purpose for all of us. Maybe someone out there right now wants to start a church, but doesn't want it to be the typical cut-from-the-cloth church. That's a calling of yours, okay? God is telling you right now. Maybe he's saying to you, I want you to be a pastor. But you think, there's no way I can stand up there every Sunday morning and, and give a sermon. Okay, you can still be a pastor and not stand up in a church on Sunday morning. In fact, this past Sunday, I didn't stand up at a church and preach. But I'm a pastor. I know full well that God has called me to be a pastor. And I've accepted that. And I work with that. I help people outside of the church. Maybe your church is not necessarily a building. Maybe it's online. Maybe it's a gathering of friends at a gazebo. Maybe it's a gathering of friends in a Zoom room. Or just a gathering of friends that you text with once in a while. Churches are changing. Don't get caught up in what was. Ask God what will be. Because an aardvark is not an elephant. And God doesn't want you walking around trumpeting and throwing your trunk up if your trunk is really used to dig into the ground and eat ants. You don't have to conform to what society has said you need to be if you are a pastor, a teacher, a mechanic, an engineer. Be who God has designed you to be, not what society says you need to be based on your title. That's what I'm getting at here. Reach out to the Lord today, this very moment, as soon as you're done watching Bible time. Reach out to God and say, God, let's start the conversation about what I'm supposed to do. I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you are 95 years old and you don't feel you've lived your purpose in life. Find it now. Because God probably knew that you were going to be 95 when you finally came to him and said, what's my purpose? And there's no shame in that at all. Or maybe you're 21 years old and you're saying, I'm an adult now. I don't like to be an adult. God, what's your purpose for me? i got my whole life in front of me. There's no shame in not knowing your purpose, no matter what your age is, because God has a purpose for you, and he will lead you in it if you ask him. How did I know I needed to become a pastor? Because I had these thoughts going through my head, and they wouldn't go away. And finally, I get a phone call one day, and someone says, hey, we need a pastor. And I'm like, sign me up. I've been thinking about this. Okay, maybe it won't be that way for you, or whatever it is, but I what I did was I went to the Lord when I had to sit down and start doing these Bible times and at the table and uplift and all these things that I do now. And there's more coming, by the way. I had to sit down with the Lord and say, God, lead me in this. Lead me. I can't do this without you. Ask God right now, what is it that you want me to do? And don't be ashamed 
If you feel like you're too old, if you feel like you're not tall enough, if you feel like you're the wrong gender, if you feel like you've got the wrong occupation, you have a handicap. I don't care. God can and will use you. God will use everyone who comes to him and asks him, what do I do? Now's the time. Now's the time. Ask him, what am I supposed to do? If that person who is supposed to start a church, contact me. I got some ideas. That's your Bible time for today. I'll talk to you again all real soon. Until then, God bless. You've just listened to Bible Time. New episodes come out every Tuesday and Saturday at 9 a.m. Thanks for listening.